Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. And Frank. Expelliarmus and welcome to oh, Harry Potter Podcast, Pottercast number 180. See how special this it one is? is? I called it a Harry Potter podcast, podcast before calling it a podcast. Know. How do you stumble upon that podcast? Just so you know. Well, so I heard confused. this week listening to another Potter podcast <laughs> that January is a big month for people to start listening to new podcasts. Really? So if you're a new listener to Pottercast, we welcome you. Oh, welcome. Everybody who just bought your iPhones really? for Christmas. Or your iPods oh. for Christmas. Welcome. Yes. This is a podcast about Welcome Harry to Potter. our podcast. This is a podcast about Harry Potter. Welcome to the show. His <laughs> voice is... modulate. Oh, Frack, how do you do that? I'm Melissa. With me are John, Sue, and Frack. Uh, and we're in for our 180th God week of Harry Potter news, views, news. and other things we do like at the end. News, like Sue's news. news. Who's news? No, uh, oh, and hey, before we do anything this week, we have to hear from a friend at Guess Audible. What? Audible. Audible. Yay! Audible. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Log on to audiblepodcast.com slash pottercast today for details. I was going to say, I thought yes. that this episode was brought yes. to you by Bella the Cat. I just, uh, I just all of your friendly cat needs, Bella is here. <laughs> hey, speaking of audiobooks, oh, my book's gonna come out as an hey. audiobook. Harriet History is coming out when? as an audiobook. I don't know exactly when. I gotta tell you, of all, oh, of all, I don't. Frack. Oh. Uh, Did you say that just because no, I said I don't I know think when? I asked. My brain was. My brain asked a question and waited for a pause. Oh, and that's then so it's funny. <laughs> it didn't really process what happened, but it knew to be polite <laughs> rather than logical, so it waited. <laughs> oh. hey. Your brain's like an ADHD <laughs> child. <laughs> no, that's, you know, I mean, I think I'm ADHD. ADHD. I never, I don't think it was ever diagnosed. But anyway, um, yeah, it's coming out as an audiobook. Um, I don't know well, why. We're all excited for it. <laughs> Sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Audio we haven't books. talked about the news in a all while, right, so, so I we're guess all excited so for the we news. Kind of catch up with some things that have happened this year in 2009, and there's a couple of things from 2008 I want to bring up. But first oh. of all, Mr. Dan Radcliffe starts off our news because you know what he says? He says no thanks to Harry Potter a musical. Oh, was it already written? No, but he he, he said that you know the rumors have been out there that they should do that, and so he answered a series of questions on um, like Broadway.com or one of those things for while well, he's doing Equus. Yeah. And uh, he said no. He he really was alley I mean he was polite about it, but it was really evident that he did not he said, um, it would not have my blessings, let's just say. Well you know what, sorry Dan <laughs> right, they can do it without very... you, you know. They're big and Shrek a musical. <laughs> he was he we... they don't need the real Shrek to do it. I don't even know if he was polite about it. He was he, hey. was, he was refreshingly bracingly honest. He was like He's like, no, why would they do that? There are many things that would be good as a musical. This would yeah. not. Why would they do that? That would not have my blood. Like, he was very, you know, Working. very straightforward. I was like, yeah, Dan, okay, tell us how you feel. Please do. That was good. Also in that interview, which I found hilarious, and you should watch it, the link's on Leaky. That's ah, awesome. <laughs> do you ever get cold in the theater? And he took it like a pro. He goes, Aww. I think I know what you mean. And uh, the answer is Buddy. yes. <laughs> so cute. You know. Oh, Aww. you did. I saw cool. him yesterday. I saw him, I saw him in the show yesterday. He was, really? he was fantastic. And uh, did you actually have uh, Vernon as your uh, old guy yep. actor? Oh, uh, see, you're lucky. But well, we didn't have to Vernon. I on, did. Uh, and he show. was even better. We had this crazy understudy who just no. apparently that guy who was reading out of a book. script and said perform the show. So, so was was Dan better in this no. time around than no. you know, when he was? I mean, he's been doing it in a year now. So, do you think he was yeah. better? I think so. And oh, he yeah. Was, yeah, that's a good way to put it. 
it was more nuanced, I think, than the first time I saw him. Which is, which is good. Because that role is... There's hard to have a lot of nuance in that role when the, the kid commits this violent act yeah. and you know it's leading towards this intense, heightened place. And right. It's hard to have that be nuanced, <laughs> you know? So uh, I, thought he, I thought he's... Yeah, he's, he's quite a young actor. Cool. And then he's going to fly. It is, yeah. right? And then he's going to go back something? to like like the seventh or eighth, and then he's going to fly back to England and, and start shooting Deathly Hallows on the fifteenth. So if you want to go see, yeah. Man, we've Sweet. been to New York like twice since he's been performing that, and we haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah, and he said we're gonna. I'm going back, and we're gonna film it, and we have no idea how long it's gonna take to film. It's gonna be just the marathon, but we're gonna just make sure it's the best yeah. film we can possibly make. Yeah. What so are they gonna do after that? I mean, how? Don't, don't matter how long it takes. It's true. <laughs> Very much. I love getting, I will put like, them in a nothing. little uh, Their lives are over. bag and put them on a shelf. No. Warehouse. They're not going on on the prop tour, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this no. is a Hermione. <laughs> wave, Emma, wave. Wave, Emma, now. This wax figure looks like, so alive. <laughs> Why is she crying, Mommy? Why is she crying? <laughs> <laughs> Why is she crying? We didn't read the fine print of our contract. <laughs> oh no! It's oh, like no. a little mermaid when she signed the contract. Yes. They can turn her into the little thingy. Those gross little That's seaweedy horrible. creatures. Let's make you Warner Brothers come out like Ursula. I didn't mean that at all. No. We love Ursula. In the world. Uh, We're just being silly. Um, speaking of actors, Tom Felton's back in the news. He plays Draco hey, Malfoy. Is he fishing again? No, but you know what he's doing? He's riding What's a that? dueling dragon and he's visiting the future home of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando. Uh, yeah. That sounds like fun. It does. That's I love that dueling cool. dragon ride. Well, I thought this was kind of significant, though, that here is a fairly big-name star that's making their first trip to the theme park. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, so, totally. That's BNS. Awesome. Big-name star. Yep. BNS, a big name star. You can't be a star if you don't have a big name. But that would just be star. Who's exactly a reporter? He's not a star. I don't know. No, but you know what? That's a fair comment. It's true. It is. Tom Felton. Joe the plumber versus Tom Felton. Tom Felton will win. It just gave me a lot of hope that he they will come back for the you know when the park opens and stuff. And I know I know maybe it's just a fangirl you know kind of totally. No, you're right. I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of cool. Which Harry Potter actor do you think would be most likely to do a, a summer stint oh, at the park? Yeah. The meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> Come oh, on, are yeah, we asking real. this question? She would be Ivana awesome. Lynch I thought you were going to say like, that boy, the, the unknown boy. They would get him in there. Oh, <laughs> my God. The, the Make-A-Wish kid? <laughs> yeah. The Make-A-Wish kid. Oh, that's so horrible. Oh, my God. What is the Make-A-Wish kid? I want to roll in Prisoner of Azkaban where I am the most knowledgeable about... Ghost like cutting smoke with your bare hands. <laughs> and I want to be there at the end when Harry gets the firebolt. It freeze frames awkwardly. We saw some great new pictures from Warner Bros. release of the Weasley's Wizard Weasel Shop. Oh. And, and, yeah, they released some new stills. And there was. we also saw a new one of tree, uh, the trio and Slughorn and Three Broomsticks. But Melissa, did you see that picture of the Wizard Shop? Because I thought that looked pretty cool. Because it said mayhem mystery and had the exploding fireworks and the teacups and all that stuff. Can you talk about that, or is that too? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, were we in the shop of the set? Oh. No, we weren't there. That was we actually all made at in all. China. Nope, not at all. Yeah, and it looks like um, it, it, it does. I was like exactly thinking that because the woodwork and the way the, the, blocks, the levels it? on it and everything were the center of it. Was there any of the skull candy? There was a skull. If yeah. you look closely, there is a skull. <laughs> There's uh, no, like, shrunken head, but there is a skull in there. Who let Alfonso back on the set? <laughs> Do we have anything oh, else shrunken to head? Who let Alfonso back on the set? I thought there were flyers yeah. put up. I thought we were done with these for him. dreaded skulls. Oh, but I don't know, but I was I was so impressed because we got it in this huge high-res photo. And if you spend your time, if you're goofy like me, you just spend hours looking at it, and you, want, you appreciate how much time those art set in the... You put it into it, and you, we will never see that in the film. But it was just—it mm-hmm. just was marvelous. So if you get a chance, go to our galleries and check that out because it's just—it's wonderful. It's just—I yeah, I mean, was even... looking at my phone earlier, and now I'm looking at them bigger on my computer. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's so nice. And I like the dapper. Yes. Um, nice Fred and George, not all like you know. 
in their nice spiffy clothing. We are damn hot today. But did you see like on their ties? This yeah. is like a glow. Like what do you call those buttons that? Oh, glow. I don't know. Flash. Type in? Is that it? Oh. Is it a tie pin? I don't know what it is. It looks like no, there's I don't a know. W. I, it was a tie clip. I know the buttons. The kind of buttons you're talking about, but I really it like does. them in this shot. It's, it's like they're glowing awesome. right through their ties. You know. Isn't it great? There's W's all over the place. Yeah, it's awesome. And but the like, Weasley's upside down. There's signs like on the side, like their manager oh, specials so and cool. stuff. I mean, you could you could just totally envision, you know, like how Joe described it in the books. And then there it is. You see these signs for real. And it just made me happy. I don't know. It sounds goofy to say that, but oh, it that just was, was like. I, oh, yes. That was another one. I it is like an explosion of color colors. in there. It mm -hmm. still looks old world, old charm. Yeah, it's at still first, like, I, That's the color, feet, I was looking at it, and my phone was too small to see. I like it much better and bigger. The first is like, what are they doing? Because it just looked like, it looked too kiddish. But the fact that they kept all, like, the nice ornate, like, rails and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. it is it is nice. It's all old worldy, but really kind of very Fred and George-ish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like it. But, uh, so there was oh, another photo... The, oh yeah, the, oh, the, the, yeah, say, the opal necklace. Fact, we also see the necklace, right? Is that is I that would, really what opal looks head, like? I, I always thought it was white. black. <laughs> Am I crazy? Well, yeah, but I think it I think it comes in different colors <laughs> though. I think I think it's, it's one weird. of those that can come in different opal right colors. Now. But that looks really dramatic like that. You know, yeah. I mean, it's nice to see Maggie Smith too. I thought I thought that was kind of nice. Oh, I looked it up. For some oh, reason, yeah. I got opal and obsidian confused in my mind. But um, yeah, no, the opal is is exact. Exactly right. That is opal. But that's called opal. Put that in there. So that's what, wait, that, what is it? Cool. Read the definition of opal. What? Well, it's just a, it's that very it very colorful stone that you see in the you know. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's, yes. It's yeah, it's thing. got a lot of open it oh, up right. completely. You'll see. Nice. Okay. For so continuing on our movie theme, can we talk about this? The next new story, or we still want to talk about it. photos? Go for it. Sir. Um, there's a story that we heard it was at the end of the year and I thought this was really kind of worth going into David Heyman gave another interview and he talked about the splitting again of Deathly Hallows oh, and he said it's going to be an emotional and truthful break it's not going to be action packed so what do you think about emotional that? and truthful makes me feel like it's run Ron Leaves mm. could you imagine that cliffhanger Yep, I agree. Or it could be when Zombie I can dies. Honestly, as much as I want it to be after Green Got, so we have a whole movie to be at at, um, at the Hogwarts, I can see it happening there because we already had a climactic yeah. moment of them getting the Horcrux. So that's something that, like, and when the movie ends there, it's not going to be like, wah, wah, like, movie's over, see you in a couple months or see you in a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we have some resolution, yeah, totally. we have some calm, and then a new conflict is introduced, yeah, gonna and that is going to be the, what are we you know. now and wrong, getting upset, and nice cliffhanger. That's a proper cliffhanger. Not just I can see that. I can see them having this mm -hmm. fight in the rain, and like Sorry. Ron just leaves, so and, you know? But you know, but so what it says to I me is the breaking. Of, so I can see like the last shot of what it could hell? be like, you know, Ron walking away, and that could be really thing. And then you think about how they would open up part two and you know the change in the seasons or something i just think it could be really a really effective way to, to tie that in i thought that was i hope that's what they do actually i think it'd be kind of really pretty powerful because it just moves right into well, i think about what the opening shot for the next one sets or up then. silver doe <gasps> the silver doe oh my god could you imagine that, being oh, the opening? that would be awesome. coming through the that wb logo ah! of, like you know they probably won't even like film a lot of the uh, tense scenes with just Harry and Hermione, you know, just skip right over it. They have to go to. Do you know um, what they're going to yeah, do? Yeah, I think it'll go from like rain to Kinder snow Tom. or something. Oh, yeah, that you know? could be a big. Well, I think that's what's that's what's gonna it's gonna work out because he's gonna be gone. Oh right, you you're right. Godric's Hollow. Ron, that's big. Um, Godric's Hollow. That's both emotionally big and eventful big because of the the fight with with possibly Voldemort or Nagini, whoever they're gonna, they're gonna dilute that somehow um, and make it just. Uh, but then when they get back from that. Then we've had like a good 20, 30 minutes without right. Ron on camera. And then he can come back. So, like, his being gone actually means something. Not that, oh, he just came right back. And right, exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Here's a crazy idea. They could have cut Godric. they cut Godric's hollow? They could, actually. Yeah. They could. I'm just thinking about what in terms you actually of the plot? need for the plot of Godric's hollow. Right. You need Harry's wand to get broken, and that can happen yeah. in any way. They could. They, they totally could. Cut could. It. Um, especially because it's it's more of a 
a big deal for the book readers than it is for the film goers yeah. because we don't really hear about Gosford Collar too much in the other films. Right. Um, as much as I don't want them to, and I think them cutting <coughs> the movie where they are lends the fact that they might keep it because it, I think it would be a nice storytelling element to keep Ron out of the loop for at least a, um, one yeah. act or one event so that we actually can feel the pain and the scene of him leaving. But, but see, here's my thing, though. I can't... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say, I agree well, with this. I can see them cutting Sorry, them out just for times no, and no, time no. In, 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 in terms of time for films. I know that they're making it two films, but they said that they were going to try and keep them about two and a half hours apiece. And that whole battle alone, and the last, you know, the whole events in the forest on can be an hour on its own, almost. So I can see them cutting that because of terms of time. I can see the Gallery Kala just being too much yeah. time taken up. Because that, they had Green Gods. I mean, just think about part two, what happens in that whole, I mean, just just huge sequences. Yeah. Just We're true. also assuming that that is where that's oh, going to get. What, if, what no! if the emotional and truthful break is not truthful? Death? It's, Why isn't it truthful? Uh, okay. It's not yeah, false. I mean, it's not going to make them live. But it doesn't, lend, it doesn't lend for that adjective, in my opinion. Like, when, that, when you say that, you don't think of truthful. When you hear Ron yeah. and everybody kind of with their frustration about what's going on, that lends for you being exactly like, they're being truthful as a character that is that is written. They're not going to gloss over any of Ron's emotions or any of the. See, like I personally, I would prefer it to cut that Dobby's death because the the close the farther away towards the end they cut it, the happier you have all I that time for the battle, more time in the castle. But for some reason, that just that being truthful, that yeah. adjective doesn't really seem to suit Dobby's death. But I, it's not like it's yeah, false. I agree. I right. That. <laughs> yeah. Dobby didn't die. I was like, well, what? It, it happens. It happens. Dobby's alive. <laughs> I refuse like, to believe uh, it. Like, <laughs> not true. I, Dobby is not dead. Dot com. Oh my god. I bet <laughs> it's it faked it. Hold He's on. Like, I am sick of Master Pontus. I am. I'm looking it right up. I want to go to casinos. Dobby's no. not dead. I don't think it exists. About Hagrid. My Dolish is not dead. Yeah. I don't want it. Somebody else can buy it. Of course not. He's sitting right here with us. Website. It's true. He's not dead. He's, he's in your ear. You should write a blog, the Dollish blog, but in character. <laughs> Make it very mundane, like I went to Walmart today. I agree. Uh, he does not go. You think he goes to Walmart? <laughs> Walmart. No one's, a good, no one's always wondered, can wizards Oh, he totally does. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, that's huh, a, a counting conundrum. Oh my goodness! Mm. I'm talking about right up. intense scenes, okay, or maybe not so uh, intense. Guess what, that, everyone? Half Blood Prince list? has been rated PG for no, scary. What the hell? <laughs> yes, for scary images, violence, language. And... Okay, go ahead. What? Go ahead. I I don't know why everybody's knickers are in twist. Wait, 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 wait. So yes, I don't understand. Yes, has been. Wasn't the order? Order uh, yes. and thirteen. And goblet. Goblet. And they've been saying. They've been saying, the mm-hmm. producers have been saying that they expected PG3 ratings throughout, mm-hmm. which makes me think that they thought they were going to get a PG3 rating. I was going to say, well, no one dies in this, on this one. Film. I'm like, duh. Uh-huh, well, it's not like a violent, bloody death or anything. It's not like <laughs> limbs Someone are being chopped like off from a building or kids or are dying. No. Or just the emotional ba- bond that you have with this man, that this character that you've watched yeah. for the first, you know, but five films. That's okay. Do you know, I just have a sneaking suspicion that it's just 2009 at the MPAA and what was PG-13 in 2006 and 2007 really isn't But see, my, my question... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, think about what uh, used to get an R, you know? Because it's, it gives a warning what it says, John. It says it, it's rated PG for... So and this saying? could be what Melissa was saying. It's rated PG and it has scary images, some violence, some language, and mild sensu- sensuality. So... Mild sensuality. That, Mm-hmm. I like how they said sensuality instead of like. No, I'm gonna la- I'm gonna laugh about this for a minute because in we know that in movie five mm-hmm. there was a very chaste kiss between Cho and Harry. In movie six, we know for a fact that Ron yeah. propel mm-hmm. um, Lavender propels herself at Ron yeah. and makes out for all she's worth. And there are many other kisses happening too. Are you really? Are they really gonna say that five was the more sexual movie? SPG. But do you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it doesn't. It, it feels like it feels like maybe. The movie is just the yeah. movie, and probably the filmmakers yeah. are surprised as well. Well, I was just curious, though, because David Heyman said wrong. that they were not assembling the film until right before the film, at the last possible moment, to prevent um, 
you know, piracy. So I wondered, I guess, I assume they could put a copy and submit it, but I just, I thought, oh, that means there's a copy of a complete film floating around. And I just... Members so. of the MPAA have seen it. And, and we've known, too, from his past, his earlier comments, too, that since the test screening in Chicago, that they have done some mild changes to what we heard, but we don't know. But, I mean, I, I just, I can't imagine, though, that yeah. in Fury scene, it's, you know, you're... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's gruesome looking, you think, right? That's the thing. And, dude, I've seen models of these things. They are look? nasty looking. That was much you, scarier you than anything in five. What was PG-13 about five? Think, think about a person and suck all the moisture out of them and then have them be dead and rotting for about so like a year. like the Keeper? I mean, they're, they're, it's not like they're dry like mommy like like, but they're like twisted, withered mama, mummies. It's like skeletons with skin Dude, and really contorted and gross. Totally gross. Basically. What was, can we, um, can somebody answer, what was so PG-13 about five? Like, okay, all all uh, the bloody kids' I, faces at the end of the ministry, and they were covered in cuts and things. I, I think, would it be just the intensity of the fight? The intensity probably. of the thing? Oh. Yeah, you got, oh, the, the, the being, ch- being hunted mm-hmm. and chased, I can see that. Violence. Yeah. Adults uh, beating up on kids. Mm-hmm. The violence. Yeah. Which I would imagine of yeah, a lunar running around with a bloody lip. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But it sounds like there's well, something Felix Felices and sex. They don't even get banged up that bad. No, but what about the cutting of Draco? I mean, is that not just like a, a horror? Oh, yeah, that is intense. They'll probably get rid of that. Yeah, sucked him semper. Oh, I hope not, oh, I though. can't get rid of that because I, w- I want to... I love that line about when they talk about Snape doing the counter curse, how it, sin- it sounded like a song. That was amazing. Ooh. Just because he knew yeah. it so well. I'm like, oh. Mm. <laughs> he can sing, too. Yeah. And his, it seemed to his wand was like knotting the wounds yeah, back together, flat, you know. Yeah. yeah. If they've cut the septum semper scene for that reason, then <laughs> well I'll be pissed. pissed. Real, real. I'll even dig into my arms like Sarah Palin. Real pissed. Um. Uh, real. But if not. But honestly, I think that's a good point that John brought up. Like the adults maybe beating up on kids, a kid fighting yeah. a kid, and then a kid fighting monsters. Is one thing, but like having an adult attacking kids, maybe? I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Hang on. Exactly. Fen- a werewolf. Fenrir Greyback. That's right. They burn down the yeah. burrow. Harry and Ginny go chasing off after Death Eaters, and the Death Eaters, I know they confront them at some point because there's, remember that script went online and yeah. it was Greyback saying That's to Ginny, don't you smell clean? Or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's suggestive. I don't get it either. And just the whole idea of a teacher murdering. I don't get it. You know, I mean, Snape killed. I don't understand. You know, it's, don't it's, spoiler it. It's, uh, don't shut uh-huh. up, John. Well, you know, I just think, I mean, it may not oh, be yeah, bloody, but there, there he goes off Do the you know tower. what's going to happen? Before, you know, I, I you know just what, find actually, that just yeah, yeah, emotionally you know just very, wow. I'll, I'll give you guys the real spoiler, you know, because Clubs is back on for this one, actually. And in, <laughs> in, in, in tradition, um, Snape no longer kills Dumbledore. is actually uh. Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for well, something about Hermione. A little different, different dynamic here. <laughs> what else can we have Hermione do in this one? Oh, let's have her kill that. Going after Snake okay. is that? Do we know if that's? That's even a in lot there? of work for them to do just for one little shot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, they spent so much time on that. Part. And but you yeah. know, honestly, after watching the yeah. fourth film, after because the fourth film was the first one that I saw. Um, reading the uh, the first one that I read the book prior to seeing the film, and I was so disappointed with the stuff that I I, I didn't get to see in the film. That now, whenever they have anything in, I just get so excited. Like, that opal necklace made me ecstatic. I'm like, ooh, they have it in the movie. It's like, well, they have to keep something in <laughs> But I'm like, I don't care. It's in there. And I'm excited. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just genuinely happy when anything is left in there. I love that that's our, our, yeah. our year. It's our, be our year what? Now. They have to keep something in, Frankie. Yeah. I love that line. Well, that's they the have sad to keep thing something in, Frankie. We no longer really have that satisfaction <laughs> at the moment we watch the movie anymore because we know like just about everything that's going to be in the movie before we even see it because we dissect it so much at a time yeah see i don't mind that though 
It helps me appreciate it. You know what, though? When we go in, though, it's always, yeah, it's always a great experience when you go in. It's, I've never felt that, I, I've never felt ruined by all the discussion in the, in the previews we get. She's not. You know? He was, I have sat with you at several of those first times we've seen it, and then you are as excited as anybody else. Um, speaking of, uh, tour. Oh, snap. <laughs> tour 2007, tour 2009 is coming, correct? This has got to be the biggest tour we've oh, ever snap. done. Oh, With the Wampa Willows year. and the Remus Lobans. We're so excited, oh my gosh. Oh, shut up. Are we gonna get like Actually, a big band and we can it's get gonna be the, It's gonna be our biggest again. tour, I think. We didn't get a color on it this if year. Only we had somebody to, that could draw. Here, we did that last summer. Well, who could that be? Oh, that's that's silly of us. We should plan <gasps> for it ahead of time, Frankie, and get like a bunch of colors. Oh my too. god, Frankie can draw all over the. I'll just draw like all our all our oh. food on. Oh my god. Look, we can look online and. Oh my god, it'd be amazing. Okay, okay, okay. So yes, we're doing shows all over the country. Please don't send us this all these emails saying please come to my town we're trying we're trying we get to as many towns as we can and um, uh, we're doing a big podcast at yeah. LeakyCon May 21st 24th uh, 2009 and we're doing yeah. a Leaky Mug at Askatrath we're, able to we're probably happy we, to we announce we were able to figure out yep. just based on our audience we were somehow able to we have a database of our, our members and figure out where they lived we could come up with a way to have like a little contest to get as many people from a particular area to say we want a podcast in our town and we'll go and here's our names and uh and see what we get from that well we still have our uh, we right, still yeah, have our, survey. our survey available which people should really fill out <coughs> yeah because it helps us gather your email addresses to let you know when we're in your state all right, anyway, we'll have a link in the in the show notes, hopefully, if we can find the survey, and you should be filling that out always, because then we can email you and let you know when we're in town. Um, so, yeah, Leaky Pottercast at LeakyCon, and then um, a Leaky Mug at Askatrass, which is going to be, like, at 4 o'clock in the morning, I think. I'm not even kidding. We're doing the midnight. Yes. We're all going wow. to see the movie at midnight, and then we're all going back and doing a podcast right after it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And then I'm going to sleep, so see y'all later. I'm going to be so excited, and the very last bit of news this week we have is our Leaky Roundup. Our latest contest this week is a story that answers a question. Pick a question from the series up to and including Battle of Hogwarts, nothing past the battle though, and write a story that answers the question. Contests end January 31st. The first place winner will receive a custom-made wand from Wizard Wood Wands. Wow, that's pretty cool. Also, Joe's Book Nook is reading Sense and Sensibility, which is off to a really good start. We're also staying an extra month with Beetle the Bard Club, so that's open for the rest of January. It's worth saying that we still have lots of forms discussing Harry Potter books and films, but also places to discuss other books and other films, like Twilight in the Wizarding Wireless, current events like the future president of the U.S. Muggle Underground. But that's all for the Leaky Roundup this week, guys. Okay, that's a lot of news. Alrighty, people. Yeah. I think that's enough for the... Okay. That's a lot of news. Let's talk. Let's go do a canon conundrum. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible has over 35,000 titles to choose from to be downloaded and played back anywhere, just like Pottercast. Log on to audiblepodcast.com slash Pottercast to get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Again, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Pottercast for your free audiobook. It's time for Canon Conclundrums. Where we talk about Canon Conclundrums. Canon Conclundrums. <laughs> so what's your Canon Conclundrum this week? Uh, we have a very special Canon Conclundrum this week brought to you by Bell the Cat. Um, <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, a while ago... How many licks does it take to get the 10-year-old to trade pop? Ooh. Sorry. Say that ten times fast. I couldn't say it one time. I <laughs> <laughs> couldn't say it one time fast. I've decided that Mooch was an hysteric job from the end of all my blogs. I love it. It's yeah. so gratuitous. It is. It's just Mooch hysteric. Sorry. Uh, all right, what's okay, well, this one is very interesting because uh, a while ago we asked all of you podcast listeners who check us out at podcast.com what would be some good ideas for some canon conclusion and um, you wrote back um, in dozens and dozens and dozens of responses. And um, one of them that we liked was somebody named um, Icy Moon. 
It's a very cool name. Icy as in, like, I'm looking at, or icy as in, like, this gets cold? Oh, actually, that's even more clever. It's icy as in cold. Okay. And they they wanted to know, um, prior to book five, we learned that Snape is good at legitimacy. There are hints that Snape may be reading Harry's mind. However, he doesn't actually perform the legitimate spell. No incantations or wand movements or no flashes of Harry's mind of what Snape is seeing. Is Snape reading Harry's mind, or is it something other than legitimacy? Or is it just Snape being creepily accurate at his gu- in his guessing? Or is he doing some more advanced form of what Voldemort could do? As in, no people are lying. And in addition to that, they wanted to know, um, regarding uh, Voldemort's ability to tell people are lying, and maybe even Snape's, how can a wizard be constantly using legitimacy in that matter? Are there any other examples of magical abilities that don't require spells or wands? Apparating. Apparating, you need a wand. Do you? No, what about Animagi transformations? You need yeah. your wand for that. I mean, you need your wand for just about everything. Like, even making what about a pork key? potions and There's things. There's some wandless magic, but it's... Uh, well, pork key, yeah, I guess it's just an object. Key. Oh, well, you have to create it when you know? to use it. But you're not oh. doing a spell, I think, when you when you take it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, like... there's. They talk about wandless magic in 6 and 7. Like, Harry says, um... Light or something to his wand in 5 or something, right? And it lights... Well, he says Lumos, and the, but the wand's yeah. closest is like is inches away from his hand. It's and it close enough. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. But see, I guess that I just he used his wand, so I don't know that classified as wandless. He just wasn't touching his wand. Yeah. Hmm. But I always uh, was under the impression uh, under the in, I didn't realize that you can't apparate or do an animagi transformation without a wand. I guess it makes sense. You just don't need to be holding it to do it, but you need to have it on you. But right. Well, the animal can't really hold the wand, so. But he can't wear clothes either. So then, how is the animal transforming back? It just they decide in their mind that they want to transform, and they do it. And so. Yeah, yeah but you can't get there without a wand, and... so. Yeah. yeah. It's still it's like it's like a finitian cantatum, I guess, which is, which is which is probably could be done wandlessly. Right. Did Sirius have a wand in Azkaban? Um, he no, he, he transformed. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, touche. You don't need a wand. You don't. That's definitive proof right there, because there's yep. no way he would have had a wand. No, he transformed. That's interesting that most wandless magic is, like, small, but something so huge is becoming an animagus you don't need a wand for. How Maybe do we get it's because it's so complicated, and so there's so Rare. it's such an intense magical spell that yeah. it's not really about channeling it. It's about just kind yep. of... Honing it, yeah. if that's the right word, yeah. I don't know. That makes sense because you what? can. No, I was just saying because it, it is just to further on what you're saying. It is it's rare though. I mean, that ability to do become onomagus like that is so rare. So maybe that's why. That's, that's a good. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. You know. Yeah, I think maybe part of the reason that it's rare is that it's very difficult to channel magic without a wand. Oh, that's a the, good argument. The wandless magic. I mean, if you could. I mean, we, we've only ever even really seen a few people do like like Dumbledore. Um, it does. Oh, well, I guess that's probably in the movies. Well, <laughs> flicking that candle on and off. Look at me. Yeah, let me pull a rabbit out of this sorting hat. No, you're right though, because remember, even in the first book, though, remember when Hagrid's talking to him about like, or maybe it was Dumbledore. Somebody's talking about, do you ever do things when you don't you don't have? A, and Harry didn't have a wand then, and he had his hair grow back. After it got cut by from being Oh, that's a good point, Sue. Exactly. Yeah, all the well, magic Joe, that the wizarding Joe children just, do. Yeah, Joe addressed that once. She said that when you're young, you can do wild, unfocused magic without a wand. But anything complicated, you would need, you know, you would need to channel the energy through a wand. Yeah. She, so I somebody think that asked may, her that mm-hmm. once. I think that's uh, that's probably a good argument, though, the fact that it is there is potential right. to perform magic without a wand, but it's mm-hmm. just so wild and chaotic, you need the wand to, to channel it. So that's what I would make an argument that the whole Animagus transformation would actually be something difficult for most people to do because you have to be able to channel that wild magic into something legitimate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about... What if you transfigured your... Right? F- yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. 
No, no, I'm just I'm asking because that's the same thing. Like it, 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 I just think it's the mark of an amazingly advanced wizard. Right. Yeah, or at least advanced in that specific field. Yeah, I, and I like that it would make sense for Snape because of him being such the master oculumens that he is, that just to have the power of of the mind. And um, yeah, the idea it's that like you what, can have what power. What Sue was stuff. saying earlier, like look at he, look who he was up against. Yeah, he was up against Voldemort. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and like, and he tricked Voldemort. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He must have been so, good at it for years. So Harry should for be. For years should he did be, it. Uh, I mean, pretty his, easy. His ability, though, to concentrate for, for years and not waver and, is extraordinary. I mean. And look at the the nature of the reason why he was doing it too. Yeah. It wasn't so logical. Like the nature he did it, it was because he was in love with Lily. Yeah. And so you would think that that intense emotion stuff would um, would kind of temper, or would you would think he wouldn't be able to control it as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's just so mm-hmm. it's unbridled emotion. But the fact he even controlled that and pressed that down under yeah. the, the the you know the veil of his what occlumency or the legitimacy is very even more impressive, in my opinion. Because it's not so clinical and sterile as just logic. It's something as, you know, as irrational and powerful as emotion. Yeah. Which makes makes the error, I think, I'd call it an error, in the filming of uh, Order of the Phoenix, when Harry is able to pretty much overpower Snape's ability with uh, uh, Protego, or whatever the hell he used. Take it into Snape's oh, mind in instead book. of actually. It happens in the book. They just use. They just but not no. He went into the. He went into the pensive to see that. I memory. know, but in the book he did. He saw a little bit, and then um, that's when he saw Snape right. cowering like, oh, yeah, yeah, on the yeah, table and right. all that. They just kind of overlapped yeah. in the film, which I don't blame him. Well, I, I, well, I, uh, I guess you can't argue with canon, but it just. Mm. Well, I mean, but it's, it's to your defense, it's he just caught him off guard. You know, it's one of those things, yeah, once he, the movie. Snape realized what happened, it was just, boom, out. It was just a split second. The movie made it look more like he couldn't control it and he was lingering in there. So, yeah, I get I get that. Yeah. In the book, it was just a split second that something happened. That's right. That's right. Hmm. But, I, you know, do we ever know, so there's only four known, le, le, how do you say the word, legigamans in, in the Potter world? Is Dumbledore? Dumbledore? Legilimens, and so it's Dumbledore, Harry, Snape, and Voldemort, right? Do we decide that? Is it just four? Is it maybe anybody can do it, and we just that we know, know about? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I just See, think, I it's think just anybody could probably it's just do a, it. It's just a rare form of magic. I would even think that Lockhart was probably decent at it, just because he mm. he specialized in memory charms. You know what I mean? What and about Draco? Draco, probably. Well, he, no, yeah, he Draco, Draco's Snape. an accomplished Aquaman. I can't see him being a very good legitimate. Okay. Well, I would think that, like in any practicing of uh, occlumency, you'd have to at least have an understanding and experiment with legitimacy. Yeah, but Maybe. I, I think but, I can see people Aquaman being stronger being on one good, Yeah, Aquamancy is being very good at closing yourself off. With Draco, Draco is naturally very good at. It. I don't think. I think he would have to learn legitimacy. I don't think he would necessarily be a good legitimate. Just because it's a good now, okay. Now, legitimates, it's that comes from the word legitimate, you know, to no, see no, no, something, no. if something's we're, true. We're, no, we're all we're all pronouncing this wrong. It's legilimens with an L. Legila read from the Latin legere read. Oh, I from see. Read. Oh. Men's oh, is yeah, men's yeah, mind. Legilimens. Interesting. I'm. I always assumed it sounded like legitimate, and so like yeah. it's built. I'm like, why is everybody saying legitimens? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh my uh. bad. You What's know what I learned this week about words? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the origin of the word uh, testimony and testament and uh, testify oh, no. is? What? The uh, the word for the uh, male part, um, because uh, apparently uh, back in the day when you were when you would take an oath or something, um, a, a man would uh, basically hold on to his um, area and <laughs> during during the oath. That's so, amazing. that's where those words um, originated from. Mm-hmm. I, bet, I, bet, I bet you Joan knows that one, because she's a master of words. I that's bet you that's correct. It is. I read it in a book. I bet that's you did. <laughs> Not even the internet, like an actual book. Oh, my God. I read. I really just don't know how to recover from this <laughs> conversation. I just, I just don't really know what to respond to. <laughs> 
Anyway, it's what's true. occlumency mean? It's a cloud. Occlude is to cloud. Oh, okay. I like ocular or whatever. I take back what I said before. Glasses. No, but that's ocular. Occludo is the cloud. Then I take back what I said before. I don't think Lockhart would have been a good legitimacy. He would have been a good, good occlumency if he had to. Because it's just mm. his understanding and use of memory charms. That's true. He had to be somewhat decent at something. Because he got, he got, he manipulated that many people on that big of a scale. Not that he's anything worth talking about. Can you imagine how dangerous, how much fun. more dangerous the Wizarding World would be with the internet? No. Oh my god, I know. Can you imagine? Because like learning how to do these spells would take would be a lot easier than going into the the restricted section if you could just go into like YouTube websites and, and say over eighteen, yes, click, okay, or Horcruxes, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. It's all right there in front of you. I have a question for you. Very dangerous wizarding world. This is world. just a random thing about, Ooh. but Snape. So Dumbledore was there when Snape was going to do school, right? And this is a, an advanced form of of magic. That, that, that do you think Snape was able to do that even back at, like when he was a student at school with the Marauders? Draco was learning back then. It's possible that Snape, as a smarter student than even Draco, as a half blood prince, would be able to pick up an ability like that. I, I would yeah I would say that he probably is inclined to it but didn't never had never really had the need to tap into it until he been put in the situation that he was in and then he he just found that his nature was you know cut out for it and the situation called for it so it was kind of like a happy situation or yeah. a good situation. Well, he would have had to. I mean, like you know, let's forget how old Alan Rickman is for a second. Snape is in like his thirties or something, isn't he? Right. Well, he was um, he was ahead of yeah. the right with with James and 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 uh, Lupin, right? He was in their class. Yeah, he'd be in his early to mid thirties. Yeah. Well, that's and weird. Around How old the was time Snape when book one. So if Harry was eleven, and they were what? Harry like, was eleven. They were like twenty when they had the kids. Or how old? And that's generous. They could have been younger. Well, was Snape my age? Because Snape was Snape was around with so like Snape he tagged forty one. In Goblet of Fire. Right. Are you talking about the beginning of book one, like when Harry was just born? Right, because that's how Goblet old like, Fire, Lucius no, was. 41. Right, because that's Go how set. Lucius was. But no, how the hell could it be 41? That make any dang, dang sense. Yeah, well, Lucius Goblet was... Goblet of Fire, Harry is 14. Right. Okay. Right. So add 14 to, to... Oh, no, maybe he was 35, 36, and Lucius was 40, 41. Hold right. on. Could... Let me, let me I remember Lucius being Lucius older. Yeah, he was 35, yeah. 36, and Lucius was yeah. about 41. That yeah, makes him right. 21 they... to 22 when Harry is born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he was the older one. He used to tag after uh, him. Did. That's like, just... no, that's fine. Uh, so, but yeah. but even then, though, I mean, John, think you just about had a that. Heart attack. I did. I totally blew my mind. <laughs> There's no way. I just find that amazing, uh, though, that okay. here Snape came along and 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 Dumbledore was not headmaster then, right? He was not headmaster. Oh, he was. Yeah. No, he, he was. was. Yeah. He was. So I just wondered. I I don't know. Yeah. Even then, if he knew that Snape was that advanced, kind of wondered. Oh, Sidetrack. Sorry. It's just. <laughs> No, that's you a good think point, that... though, because I think yeah. Snape, with his, I don't know. He'd be a standout student, being as smart he... as potions as he See, was, the best in his year. Stand out because of his desire to be a little, like, um, Death Eater. You know what I mean? Well, he was to- totally reclusive and emo. He was, but well, I, I think that, that would emo. affect his performance in school. Like, he would, I don't know. See, I could see him as being one of those really smart kids that just don't really try in other other classes because it's not important to them, but oh. they're still actually getting really good at these things in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've experienced plenty of those kids. Yeah. I bet you have. I could see him. Obviously, he's a standout student in potions and probably in defense into dark arts. And, uh, you know, he probably, I, I would think he could have been or level at, at most of the... Most of the classes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Makes me wonder how James beat him out for uh, head of house. There James must have been really yeah. good. One Slytherin, one. No, head boy. I mean, not oh, head of house. Head of head boy or whatever. No. Well, by then, um, it was pretty clear Snape was a Death Eater. Yeah. Or it was a Death Eater in yeah. training. I don't think they were gonna make that guy head boy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I forgot James was head boy. Yeah. 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 Look at the smartest kid Remus at Hogwarts. Was the perfect was the prefect. Was the perfect was the prefect. Right. 
Yeah. I just keep every time you say head boy, I keep remembering when they're like they changed Percy's badge to big head boy. <laughs> Fred yeah. and George. Yeah. <laughs> and I love I mean, this head is boy. This is a um a separate little quick question that I've never really I always forget to ask and I've asked before and I always forget the answer. So there's there's a head of house mm-hmm. and then yeah. there's a head boy and a head girl for the school, not for each house. Correct. Yeah, you got your heads of house and your prefects. And typically, I would imagine that Ravenclaws would be a lot of head boys and head girls. But from the looks of it, with with the track record of the Weasleys and Harry's family, it looks like some Gryffindors can kind of call their own scratches. It's not just academic. I don't know. I don't know what the qualifications are for head boy. Well, you have to be a prefect and head girl. I don't think so. Oh, I always thought you had to be a prefect. No. No, James wasn't a prefect. I think it had to do with... I mean, what would a head girl have to do? Leadership qualities is what I think would be more than just academic achievements. That's a good point. All right, so where are we on the actual central (laughs) question here? Uh, (laughs) I don't even remember what it is. Are we figuring there's more advanced magic than just the -the run-of-the-mill legitimacy where... We I just always him. assumed that because of the nature of his work and because of the nature of his, even not even as a double agent, but as a Death Eater, he just really, it's, it's like it's like when somebody practices piano 18 hours a day. They're going to become really, really good. And I just figure he yeah. practiced it a lot. Yeah, yeah it, that's a good point. It's like someone who's trains himself in music, and they'll, they'll start hearing music where other people wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Or like with me, mm-hmm. like when I started drawing people, I realized I wasn't very good at it, so I started focusing on features. And now I dissect people's faces when I meet them, and I don't realize it. It's just, it's just part mm. of, like, what happens. And so, like, it'll bug me, like, like this, who does this person look like? I'm like, oh, he looks like this actor, but it's only his eyes. That's why it bugged me. I couldn't figure it out. So it's one of those things yeah. that, like, I don't intentionally, like, I'm going to see what, who you look like. My brain just kind of does it. So I can see how Snape, like, he would just kind of, it would be just his nature and reading people combined with his advanced legitimates and occlumency that he would be able to and I think it's kind of like a you know if you drive a clutch how you have to like balance the clutch out when you drive when you shift gears like if you're that good at legitimacy and occlumency you can you can do a little bit of legitimacy without really letting the other person in you know what I mean or letting them know mm. by just kind of balancing out with a little bit of occlumency that make yeah. any sense I mean especially exactly Frank and, and especially in addition to the Understanding that that magic is possible, um, with uh, with that, that the wand is what channels the magic uh, in in most cases, but it is possible for magic to be produced yeah, uh, through the person. I guess if you're that advanced and you're that you're that particularly gifted with it, then it, it just could become second nature. Yeah, and another good point, I think, to bring up is, would be that other creatures use magic without wands, and that's a big, that's a moment of strife in, the, in that world. It's like, because wizards have wands, and like, and they think, they, and then, like, the, the, the trolls, or not the trolls, the... Um, the centaurs. The centaurs, and the, the uh, Gringot goblins, like, th- that's, yeah. a, that's a moment of, con- that's a, a subject of contention, like, why don't you teach yeah. us wand lore? And it's like, well, why don't you teach us how why to use magic and you use it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, I think magic is out there. And just how humans, how we tap into magic, we use wands. But other people can tap into magic other ways. So that, I yeah. think that does lend to the fact that, you know, you don't have to have a wand to use magic. It's just that's how we do it and we're adept to it. Mm-hmm. I think that it's I mean, the midichlorians, personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't ruin this, Melissa. <laughs> I'm just That's saying. all it is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I mean, Harry didn't all. use a wand to get Dudley behind the glass in no. the snake area. That's right. That was one of those examples of those unfocused things, you know. Yeah. But it was focused enough to know that that you wanted that yeah, to happen and not like the whole place to catch on fire or something. No, yeah, but it wasn't even his idea, and it wasn't. Yeah, he was just mad at Dudley, and like the unfocused part is that he, that's not what he consciously decided to do. And it's not, it's, it's not, he didn't come up with the idea. He didn't say put him behind the glass. It's just what his magic expressed his feeling. Isn't at. it amazing, though, that the, know, he, that's the unfocused yeah. that the wizard can is capable yeah. of doing that? I think that's amazing. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just FYI, he didn't put him behind the glass at all. You're confusing the movie with the book. 
In the book, the glass just okay. disappears and he freed the snake. It wasn't. He wasn't even doing it to Dudley. He was trying to free the snake. Yeah. yeah that's what it said, wasn't it? I thought I said that. No. Mm. I know, it's confusing. Got it, got it. And the snake goes, Thank, thanks. <laughs> I've never actually read book one. I just skipped the Chamber of Secrets after I saw the movie. Did you really? <laughs> actually, I did, but I did go back and read book one. All right, well, times. I mean, I think we've gotten some answers yeah. out of it. Yeah, I think I think so. Basically, I think some uh, some magic is able is able to do without a wand. I would argue, though, just for the sake of arguing, that to perform mag- like a, ma- a wandless magic with a, a spell like legitimacy, or even what Harry did with not touching his wand, I think it has to be a spell that you're familiar with. So I don't think you could jump into doing like legitimates without a wand to begin with. Once you're oh more, hell no, you know what I mean. Once you're more adept to it and kind of understand the mechanics yeah. of it. You can use it more freely or abstractly. Yeah, for real. But I'm reading into it a bit much. But that's what we do here, isn't it? Uh, it is. Yeah. What about you guys? What are your final thoughts? I just, I'm so in love with the idea of mama's magic. Just visually, it'd just be so cool. See, like some, or like Dalish, like clapping his hands and like seeing this huge, like Patronus fly out. It's just be wild. It's going to be like Pokemon and Street Fighter blended into one. Yes, yeah, like energy, like Avatar, just firing out. Well, well for me, I would have liked to have gone into a little bit more, but about because I think the power of the dark oh. side, Voldemort still it still amazes me that like the Dumbledore is amazing, but look what Voldemort can achieve, and he did that of stuff uh, all the time, was going after Harry constantly doing the. You know, I mean, he was like, he is coming. I mean, he knew where Harry was at all times, you know. And I just find that extraordinary. Did he just channel his evilness? Did that did his ability to to control the dark side? I hate to use it like that. His channel that 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 natural, you know, give him that yeah. extra power. I mean, I just find that to me, that's. I mean, we could talk for a long time about the did the inherent nature of good and evil and that help with the wandless magic. That that part fascinates me, but um, I think a lot has to do with the power of the wizard. Okay, done. done. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of that has to do also with the fact that it was Harry and not like I don't think Voldemort could do that to just any yeah. random person. No, I think with I think too I think with like with Voldemort, uh, like how he he prided himself in experimenting in many magical fields that uh, Dumbledore hasn't type of thing like that the fact that he's like dabbled in all that yeah. dark stuff and it it cre- it knitted that unique situation with Harry but he still was able to I don't know use it and like the fact that it. When he tried to possess Harry in book five, and then it, it was it was painful and poisonous to him, and then he, like he blocked it in book six, but then in book seven he he is using it again. It makes me think that he learned something else about it. It's just, yeah, it's really interesting. Like what Sue was saying, it's just it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I think it wasn't so much the fact that he had it was painful that when he possessed Harry, the nature of possessing him, it was the imagery that Harry shot back through the connection. Well, that's was what I mean. It was painful, painful to him. He, you know, he's never experienced but, um, that type of love or those types of emotions yeah. in a legitimate way. So it was painful in the sense that he's like, "WTF? What is this? I don't like this. It's uncomfortable." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And he's he's damaged himself so much when you put him in a legitimate situation of concern and care. Like you know, sure. he was fully Harry, or like you know, he was experiencing Harry just as much as Harry was experiencing him. Yeah. Well, and and Harry was in that huge moment of grief of having that's you know, right. just lost Sirius, and that was what put it over the edge. It's like when he said, "and and, and I'll see Sirius again." Yeah. That was the moment that really just made Voldemort throw up and just yeah, willing to embrace death to see someone. Exactly. I mean, that's one thing that Voldemort could never understand is to accept mortality for the sake of, of loving and missing somebody. It's like two things that he never understood. Complete poison. Which, I would argue, probably made him stronger in the dark arts because he had nothing, yeah. he yeah. had no understanding of what the good is. So he's like, I don't see any value in this whatsoever. That's why he underestimated yeah. Dumbledore so much because he didn't understand what love was capable of. So he's like, Pfft. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that just probably helped him just get stronger in that area. Yeah. You know, it makes me wonder sometimes when 
when Dumbledore talked about how there were things worse than death and everything. Did we ever decide what that was? Because I have a new theory. I don't know if it's new or not, but... I always, what did we think that was? I always thought it was going to be disappointing the people you love hurting the people you love, you know, like, and plus the afterlife. I mean, God, what happened to him or what we see of what's going to happen to him in the afterlife. Yeah. I oh, was, you mean like some kind I of hell or the, something? The worse, than, worse than death is the absence of love itself. I think just the pure absence of it and not knowing mm. it would be just... Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering now if it's something to do with, um, like, heartbreak yeah. from love. If Dumbledore is tr- like maybe speaking from experience in this in this way, I just don't know if that's what he's he's talking about when he talks to Dumbledore to yeah. Voldemort because not only does Voldemort not have love, he then can't have heartbreak from love, so he can't warn him that there are things worse for him to experience because he's certainly not going to experience heartbreak. Mm. Yeah, you know, mm. that's I don't point. know if it just, but I th- I agree with you that Dumbledore would think that was worse. Yeah, well, maybe if there is a way to. I mean, that's that's pretty much what Harry forced upon Voldemort was heartbreak. Mm. Not yeah, Voldemort's I guess own morning. heartbreak. He just made him feel Harry's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know either. Maybe not. Maybe it's not a good theory. As far as canon conundrums go, that's probably the best one we've done all week. So it's all probably right. time to. Are you bringing that joke back on. every week now? What's up? Just kidding. Nah. I'm playing. Okay. He's playing. All right, well, let's wrap this baby up. It's a big, long show. Bye. Bye. End of the show as we know it. Oh, no, not again. It's the end of the show. It was. This oh. is our first show of the new year. Yeah, we took an unexpected hiatus. It's 2009, hiatus. you guys. Yes. Huh? It's 2009. Oh, it's so weird. I graduated high school 10 years ago, come June. Oh, doodles. Are you going to go to your 10-year uh, t- reunion there? Yeah, if they have one. Yeah. I think, like, ever since Facebook, like, the whole idea of a reunion is so unnecessary. No, that's everybody, true. Everybody just talking to each other now on the internet. <laughs> I have a funny story about hot sauce. Remind me to tell you guys later. Oh, yeah? Well, I guess I can tell you now. It's the drums, huh? Yeah, it's the drums. Okay. I was in class in second period, Uh-oh. and these kids were messing around, and it was the end of the period, so I wasn't really upset. I was just like, calm down. And um, this kid ordered this hot sauce off the internet, and it's called like the bomb or something like that, it's and it's really, really hot. And so they were all like going, this one kid was going like, <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong? He's like, it's so hot. And I'm like, I like hot sauce. And so no. I take a little teeny, teeny little drip, no. and I put it on my tongue. And all of a sudden, like, my tongue goes, like, it just spreads. It goes, like, wah, and it's really, like, hot. But it wasn't uncomfortable because I only put a little teeny drop. And so then I got a bigger drop and I tasted it. And it tasted good, but it felt like when you burn, like, you know when you, like, drink a hot cup of coffee and you burn your tongue? Mm-hmm. It felt like that for not even a full drop. And then I was good the rest of the day, whatever, yada, yada, yada. I eat lunch. I'm in fifth period, and I rub my eye. Oh, even no. though even though I washed my hands, this stuff was so potent that it was just touched my finger. My eye starts watering profusely. I run over to the sink, I rinse it out, and then ten minutes later, I rub my other eye with the same stupid finger. Oh, I got oh, the, the second time. It wasn't that bad, but I've had incidents like that with with hot peppers where I'll touch like my eyelid or something, and it was burning and burning and burning until like I was able to look up on the internet what helps. Yeah, cancel out that kind of stuff, and the the suggestion was yogurt. So I I laid on like the bathroom floor and dumped a thing of yogurt on my face and just laid there for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. Who, never, who would know God. that yogurt's a topping for John Noe? Yes, <laughs> and then good thing I don't have any animals that come in the car. You would look oh, like I an say. android from Aliens. Remember the movie Aliens when the androids were filled with like that white cream? Oh, it's so it looks like someone shot an Android in the head. Hey, guess what I'm doing this weekend? What? I am going to be in a uh, Remus Lupin music video. What? You are? Yeah. You're doing a music video? He's shooting a music video. Where are they shooting a music video at? I don't know. It's probably not my announcement to make, but I get to be <laughs> in it. That's a good point. I get to be in it. Hey, fandom, guess what this Wizard Rocker's doing? 
Um, yeah, I get to be in it. I get to be a character playing something. But I won't say anything more. I won't say what song it is or what it's about because it's not my thing. But well, then well, I guess I'll talk to you in a few minutes and ask you about it. Oh, you will. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can get you a part. <laughs> I know a guy who knows the guy who knows the leader of the show. Band. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, talking about jingle spells, we should maybe release a key to the people who bought the artwork or bought the, the well, CD. Well, no, because CDs we... are still going out. Um, guys, no, probably losing sleep over it. Let me explain. If you bought it after December first, you were you were not, and we said this on every page, you are not guaranteed to get your item before December, before Christmas. The rest of them will be going out this month. As soon as my computer gets fixed and I can print out new labels, I will send you uh, the rest, and the rest can get sent out. So please stop with the nasty emails. They are not appreciated. You Ooh, have snap. to read. Well, uh, you know, it's because they didn't read the page to discover. Mm. Well, I ordered it on December 10th. Why isn't it here yet? I was like, uh, if you go and read the page, you oh, will find out, you know. People. So please honestly. be nice. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. I think we have a couple left. I don't know. I should check. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, speaking of trying to um, fit the rest of those into um, their packaging. Oh, that's very bad. That's done disgusting. Transition. Bad yeah. transition. We're doing a little fun little thing um, that um, uh, Melissa started that I hijacked called fitting it in. Yes, I'm so excited about it, don't I? I'm just <laughs> sick. And sick. Yeah, fitting it in. You eat, you it's eat healthy and in. stuff. Mm. No, it's actually really awesome. Shut up. Mm. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> There's two places you could find out more about this. If you go to fittingin.com, you can join a group of fitties. Melissa coined the phrase. Yes, it's a ning. It's awesome. You, you can make I a social out? network in like ten minutes. Yeah, it, honestly, that's how long it took me. Um... And you just sign up, and you meet, like, right now, I think there's, like, 250 other cities, and, and um, you, everybody's sharing their blog posts, everybody's getting excited about health in the new year. This was, if you remember, a long time ago, this was a podcast I did with a, with a trainer, and I just, a podcast, you guys know, it takes, an hour podcast takes a long time to edit together. Five-minute daily blogs take, like, no time. So, we figured, let's just make it a blog project, and this started... The night before my 29th birthday, I realized that I was going to turn 30 in a year, and I want this to be the year. This is to be it. Come on. Enough. You know? So then John is doing it with me. We're posting alternate vlogs on YouTube.com slash fitting it in, and we're doing, like, fun recipes, and we're sharing our goals and such, and the community, I gotta tell you, it's amazing watching people give each other support, share their ideas for workout songs, share their recipes, share, commiserate about certain things that always, you know, that get them down, and you sign up, you get your own blog, and your own... Everything. Yeah. It's really cool. Anyway. Well, I have a challenge for everybody, because I was thinking of challenging myself to do this, but now I'm not sure if everybody's earned it yet. But um, I realized recently, running through the parking garage, that I'm incredibly out of shape running-wise, and uh, it would be um, all too amusing to see how long it would take me to run a mile. But my plan was is to get my friends to drive a car in front of me down the neighborhood and film me trying to run a mile. And uh, I haven't done it yet because A, I'm sick, and B, I'm still kind of feeling a little subconscious about it. But I figured that um, if the uh, Fitting It In um, YouTube channel uh, achieves, uh, what's a good number? A thousand. A thousand, a thousand subscribers. Mm -hmm. Then that'll be the week that I put up the first uh, video of me uh, running the mile around the neighborhood <laughs> on camera. Oh my god. Uh, swearing and probably just having an awful time um, but all you have to do is uh, log into your YouTube and go to youtube.com slash fitting it in f-i-t-t-i-n-g it in and um, hit subscribe and uh, watch me <laughs> in the uh, the crazy heat of well, California enjoy the actually it's pretty cold yeah join the community too at fittingitin.com and um and consider um, adding it to your resolutions list of 2009 because we're all having a good time getting yeah. healthy and getting motivated. And it's not about weight loss, it's about health. Yeah. That's, um, that's the important thing. That's the important thing to take with you. I'm so excited that it's back because I've missed this community. I knew, I knew it started very heavily in the Pottercast audience, which is why I like to remind everybody here because it 
they were so great when it all originally started and then I just didn't have the time to keep it up and now that's it now there's like a whole community going it's going whether I like it or not which is so cool yeah it's so fun everybody's so generous with their comments and things and it's like oh I have a tip try this oatmeal instead of that oatmeal it's like hey, it's a great tip and I went out and bought that oatmeal so if you're wondering about your own oatmeal, you can go to <laughs> Well, speaking of vlogs, John, you have not that much time left in the night. It's Thursday night now. You you better post your 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 punishment video on the on the podcast vlog like now. You M and Fers made me go well. to Chipotle whoa, whoa, and whoa, whoa. eat just salad and salsa. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Who brought this on? Excuse me. Well, you know, you were the, the ones that made questions that I had to remember to do. And I didn't. No, but my favorite part of all of this is that as soon as John didn't answer his second question, because you know the Vlog Brothers made popular this idea that projects on YouTube would have rules, and if you broke the rules, your other par- project partner got to punish you. Like you got to do, like, you had to do something really silly. Like the first thing they had to do, I think, was they had to wax a chin, and it was really Ew. hilarious. And it became like popular on YouTube. So we didn't incorporate this into the Pottercast vlog because we're not. That's not the aim of the Pottercast vlogs. It's not Vlog Brothers times five of us. It's it's you know. But yeah. as soon as I said on 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 the on the podcast vlog that John, you didn't answer the question again, everybody was like, "You you should just punish him, punish him, punish him, punish him." And then I talked to Frack and Sue, and I was like, "You know what? Even Fine. if it and is cliche, you, whatever, John. and they do them blogs, it's fun." So what? You know? Yeah, it is fun, I guess. <laughs> but, whatever, unless it's you. But Frankie, then I talked to John. Uh-huh. And John was like, yeah, I did it, but then something happened and I couldn't get it to upload, and so I just cut that part out. Instead of just re, re-videoing for one minute the little answer to his question and just doing a little extra work, he just cut it out. But I think you, you have fully earned that punishment, my friend. Mm. Yeah. It would have been like this long, boring video. I was already at like a long point the video. The video was like two oh, minutes I'm long! I'm so sorry, it was... Yeah, and it was so much more exciting to watch to walk you to watch you walk down Hollywood Boulevard with no relation to Potter whatsoever. It was, was a trio Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, it was a trio. We went there for the trio. It was the whole point. When you watch it, I didn't even. I watched it. I didn't remember the trio. Then you see how much bigger my feet were than Rupert. Hello, ladies. Whatever. <laughs> yes, one thing of you in this vlog. One thing. Uh, I talked to Sue and Frack, and they were behind us. So All I right. Video, so I announced it. So John if you want to watch me eat the most disgusting, depressing Chipotle experience of my <laughs> life, you need to go to youtubecom podcast. It'll be up. Yep. And this time we're gonna just make you drink salsa. Ew. <laughs> you guys both go. That's Ew. really gross. <laughs> ben Shane is the only person I've ever met in my life who had drank an entire thing of hot Chipotle <laughs> salsa just for the hell of it. Tell me. Yeah. Completely gross. Uh, All right, well, is it that anyway, time? it's that time to start twiddling your own dials. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night. Good night. We've missed it. Dobby is free. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. This week's Pottercast was produced by John Noe and edited by Michael Beckett, Jake Newman, Brianna Roop, and Adam Saunders. Special thanks this week to our sponsor, AudiblePodcast.com, and as always to our awesome transcription elves, transcribing this and every other episode on Pottercast.com. For more information about the show, please visit us at Pottercast.com.